Career high. Coming up Friday, as we continue to wait for the NBA's decision on John Morant, I'll tell you why the thought of trading him is asset nine. Or asset nine, whatever you want to call it. Keyshawn, J. Will and Max, 6 a.m. Eastern, right here on ESPN Radio, ESPN2, and ESPNU. You're listening to Team Talk on ESPN Radio, 1017 The Team. Hour number three, Team Talk, ESPN Radio, 1017 The Team. Sam Hauser, Scott Galetti, known henceforward as the Acid Nine Hour. <laughs> I love it. This is Team Talk, ESPN Radio, 1017 The Team. Sam Hauser, Scott Galetti. The 6 o'clock hour, henceforth known as the Acid 9 hour. And that could we could take that in, in whatever direction you want to. That's the beauty of, of, of the arts. It's all, up, it's all up for interpretation. Whatever it's on the button bar. That's all that matters. Well, I, 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 that, that, that takes some work. I, I, you, you can't just, first off, respect my button bar. I decide what goes <laughs> on the button bar. And that, that takes a little true. bit of work. I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to spend a little time <laughs> getting that on there. But we'll we'll work on that. Maybe work on some imaging for the acid nine hour here on ESPN Radio 1017 The team. But I look at what's going on right now, Scott. We talked to in the five o'clock hour. We talked to David Vasse, who does the Dodger uh, pre and post games. He's the Dodger studio host. You hear him on ESPN Radio 1017 The team. You'll hear him later tonight at eight o'clock when the Dodgers take on the White Sox and. I'm, I'm looking at what's going on with this team right now, and it's not pretty. I, I, like, I, I get that. This is not a particularly fun time to probably be on this team, to be following this team. But at the same time, though, man, whew, have we been spoiled for years and years on end now. Like, I look at what's going on right now, and the Dodgers still have the third best win percentage in the National League. And it's just like, huh, so this is how other baseball fans live. Yeah, it's amazing how you get spoiled over the last how many years with the Dodgers. They're winning all the time during the regular season, and then comes the frustration of not winning much except for the uh, COVID-shortened baseball season that saw them win the World Series. Uh, Wait, actually, it wasn't COVID-shortened. It was actually striker lockout-shorted after COVID. So whatever you want to call it, uh, it was a shortened season. But now, uh, yeah, who knows? They uh, The year that they won the World Series way back when during a strike season, they didn't have the best record. In fact, they weren't even looked upon as one of the best teams. In 1988, they kind of snuck in the playoffs and ended up beating the Oakland A's. So it can happen, but fans are going to be fans. And I'd imagine in L.A. right now, half the fans aren't very happy with the way the Dodgers season has been going. And others are probably saying, hey, let's just get to the playoffs. And also, you know, look, history has shown us the last few years, this is the, these are the teams that are winning the World Series, the ones that are hanging around right around 500. So Exactly. Yeah, may, maybe a, maybe they're going to give it a try. last year. Yeah. yeah you made that. And, and I mean, now I, we've got another year to show after you were lamenting it about a year ago now about, hey, watch out for these teams. And lo and behold, look who won the World Series, look who got to the World Series and everything else, teams that you didn't expect. So, well, and, and, yeah. and last year it was completely just, 
facetious, but now we don't really have much to hang on to. And again, there's still eight games over 500. And you, you know what my, my favorite part about this? You say that. I looked at that today, and I'm thinking there are only eight games over 500. But yeah, I guess it can be looked at both ways. There are eight games over 500. And my favorite part of this whole thing, we t- uh, again, uh, we'll have that interview up later on tonight if you want to hear it on 1017theteam.com. We talked to David Vasse of the, the Dodgers radio network, and we, we brought up Noah Syndergaard to him. And... In in talking about what's been going on with Noah Sind- or with yeah with Noah Syndergaard with the, the 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 splinter and the finger injury and now he's on the injured list and he wasn't pitching that well anyway something to the effect of a line from Noah Syndergaard that I would give up my firstborn child to be able to throw 100 miles an hour again every most teams most fans of baseball around the country would do the same for their team to win 100 games and then lose in the division series of the playoffs anyway <laughs> right. No, you're right about that. But my favorite part about this whole like, this whole season this year for the Dodgers, they're eight games over 500, and there is some you know some panic and frustration and confusion and what's going on with this team. But when the Dodgers are winning 97, 98, 99, 100 games a year, we're firing Dave Roberts. They're eight games over 500, and I haven't heard as much about firing Dave Roberts as I did when they won 111 games last year. Well, there was some fire Dave Roberts at the beginning of the season. Now, all of a sudden, hey, they're above 500. Yeah, let's keep him around for a little bit. That's a healthy way to live life. You know, it's all <laughs> expect vicariously. Well, yeah, I'd say so. Well, that and just, you know, that and, and lowered expectations. It's a healthier way to live life. You get disappointed less. That or, you know, I mean, you could also look at it as glass half full versus glass half empty. And, and that's, I always turn to Joe for that. He's my, he's my, uh, He's my my voice of glass half full, but you know, hey, we're eight games over five hundred. We're still right there. It also it also speaks to you. And again, you could take it one of both one of two ways. If everybody's playing, you know, good, everybody's playing slightly above average, whatever it is. There are teams around the league this year that are finally playing competitive baseball. I, I mean, it's one it, it's something that you can take advantage of, and the Dodgers have been. Fortunate to be in a division with a couple of teams that weren't particularly interested in winning for a while. And I'm not saying that those wins don't count as much. That I'm not putting an asterisk next to those wins. But what I'm saying is the Dodgers, based on injuries, based on spending limitations, because they got they a lot of you know some salary cap stuff got messed up with what they had to pay Trevor Bauer and it limited what they could go and spend in the offseason. Their roster is taking a step back, production is taking a step back. And teams around you are just playing better. It's a more even playing field through the first half of the season. I mean, look okay, at the, look at the Diamondbacks. Look at the, for goodness sake the the, for, the the Reds are one of the hottest teams in baseball. They couldn't care the owner. The owner last year of that team told the fans, "Hey, if yeah, we might move. Get over. Or what are you going to do about it? Get over it." And they're one of the hottest teams around. The A's, who nobody wants them. Oakland doesn't want them. Vegas is, you know, kind of still a little iffy about how much they actually want them outside of just being able to show how much money they can spend. They're hot right now. It's just a weird time in baseball. Got to ask you this, Sam. What's more of a surprise? You mentioned the Dodgers being eight games over 500, which to me, when I saw it this morning, I'm thinking I thought they were more than that. Or the Diamondbacks in first place at 41 and 28. I would say the Diamondbacks, but uh, to me, a bigger surprise is the fact that the Dodgers still aren't ahead of that team. Maybe not the best record in the NL, 
But I'm surprised they're behind the D-backs. I don't know if I would go surprised. I, I mean, the Diamondbacks, to their credit, like the, the Diamondbacks have actually been seemingly they've they've been trying. They're not one of these teams that loses a lot of games just because they know that they don't have a chance anyway. Like the Diamondbacks have at least been a, a pesky team, a, a thorn, they have. a thorn in the side for the last couple of years. I forget if it was last year or two years ago now, but the 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 record against the division that they had in the last couple months of the season. I mean, they were keeping that a race between the Dodgers and the Giants because the Diamondbacks were were beating everybody. I mean, at least at least they're trying. They've been building up towards trying to be a competitive baseball team. So I, I don't know if I would go surprising. I, I mean, you look at what a team like the Padres did, and in the copycat world of sports, I mean, I'm not saying the Diamondbacks are going to go spend a half a billion dollars, but you at least see the path to being able to be a team that can get out in front of a division ahead of the Dodgers. Yeah, and we'll see what the Dodgers do with that because the Dodgers, obviously, they're behind the D-backs, but they do have the third-best record in the NL because Atlanta leads the way right now. And how about Atlanta? Kenley Jansen no longer there, and they're still at the top of the NL. Well, I mean, so, they won the World uh, Series two years no, ago. No, I know, two years ago, and they won it with a guy who the Dodgers uh, kind of placed their season on. And, well, you know, yeah, we don't talk about that. But, uh, you know, and then they have Kenley Jansen last year, but they're still, you know, a force, even though they lost one of the top closers in baseball, which means they have everything else. They got the hitting, they got the starting pitching, and anything that you need to win that division, although your Marlins are right under. Uh, backs at four and a half back. Yeah, talk about playing, you know, actually trying and, and playing competitive baseball. I mean, I think there have been times where the Marlins have actually tried and just have resigned to the fact. Like, that's the distinction that I always make in, in sports. There are teams that tank, and there are teams that just put themselves in position where their roster is so uncompetitive that they don't have to tank because their team's just that bad and that far behind everybody else. And the Marlins have done a little bit of both over time, but know that they're they're this hot little team right now. Uh, uh, one of the outfielders I saw I saw the video last night. One of their outfielders robbed the Mariners of a grand slam. Oh, uh, that was a heck of a catch! He not only robbed it over the wall, but he also was about a foot or so from a fan who had his glove out there. Uh, good thing the fan didn't interfere, but yeah, that was a hell of a catch. Luis Arise is making Freddie Freeman look like an average hitter. I mean, yeah, the Marlins are are are, are doing are doing their thing right now. Baltimore is a legitimate team that we have to pay attention to. It's not cute. It's oh, Baltimore is actually. I mean, Baltimore's got a better record than the Yankees right now. Like that's what I'm They're saying. Eighteen games over five hundred. I know. That's what I'm saying. I think Earl Weaver was the manager the last time that happened. We're carrying over some of what we saw last year. Like baseball was. Like, baseball was fun last year, and this is you know it's not as fun when your team's not beating everybody every night, but. Baseball was was fun last year. You had, you know, everything was Shohei. You had the cases where you could, you know, laugh at the Angels where Shohei Otani would strike out 12 guys and hit a home run and the A's would lose 2 to or the Angels would lose 2 to 1. The Orioles were fun last year. The 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 goose that the Padres claimed even though that happened at Dodger Stadium, like baseball baseball was fun and <laughs> and and baseball's staying fun. Like this is this is how it should be. In professional sports, when every team is, when every team actually has 
a chance to to win a game on any given night. It's 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 a little bit different. It's something that we have to get used to. That yeah, okay, the Dodgers aren't going to win a hundred games this year. You know, now what are you going to now now what are you going to do about it when when there's been so much talk over the years about you know. Are the Dodgers the best team in baseball? The answer, a lot of times, ends up being, I don't know how I can't put them there because of this roster that they that they that they went and bought and put together. Now you actually have to do a little bit of business, like some of these other teams that don't have the payroll that you do. And this is going to be this is going to be a, a fun little different challenge to see how they handle that over the next month or so. You know, just trying to stay uh, afloat with the roster that they can put together, what they do with the trade deadline. I'm going to ask a question about another team that, looking at their four and six in their last ten, doesn't surprise me, but I'm surprised two-prong where this team is. The Minnesota Twins, two games over 500. I actually thought they were more than that, but they're first in the Central. They're the epitome of an average team, and that division stunk for... Since but what? I thought that they were doing better than they are, and they're still at the top of the division. I think they were. I think they were. I think they were. Well, they're four and six in their last ten, which answers a little bit of a slide. Well, in their last I ten, I mean, like about a month ago or so, yeah. Yeah, I thought they were about 12 over five. I thought they had a better record than the Dodgers, to be honest with you, until I just looked. Well, wouldn't that be sad? We can't get to the, we we can't get that low. We we want to give everybody the illusion that everybody has a chance to win in the division. You don't want to go right. that, that. That's going too far, Scott. Come on now. And how about the Rangers and the Astros, the Battle of Texas in the AL West? That's been a fun one, and this Ranger team uh, looks outstanding this year. I've been very impressed every time I've seen them, even though, again, it's a team that you look at their last 10, they're 5-5, five and five, and you think, how'd that happen? Make baseball fun. We've all been on the same page about this for so long. Like we just want ba- make baseball fun. Make baseball interesting. Give me a reason to pay attention before August. And you're and you're seeing teams do that. You're seeing teams respect that they want to you know, respect the fan. I mean, again, outside of Oakland, you're seeing you know teams respect the fans and give people a reason to watch. You know, so many of these teams that are in markets with. You know, NBA or NHL franchises, it, it, depending on, on what the pecking order is, you might just be resigned to the fact that it doesn't matter until July anyway because nobody's going to pay attention to us anyway. But right. that's, that, that's, that's the slogan. Make baseball fun, and I'm glad teams are doing it. No, even it's if been it a is, lot of fun so far. Even if it is at the expense of the Dodgers being 30 games over 500 by now like they usually are. Yeah. But uh, I'd rather have the expense of the Dodgers uh, getting past the first round or the second round and making it into the World Series. Well, now, uh, I, look, it, it's a it's a it's a silly, ridiculous thing to say. It's an acid nine thing to say. <laughs> but there is something to be said about. Don't you take know, the name of, of our hour uh, away from us, Sam. Come on. Well, it it fits into the acid nine commentary <laughs> that happens in this six o'clock hour. Right. But it's but uh, th- there is a little something to it where you know you saw the way that the Phillies made their way to the World Series, the way the Padres played in the first round, how more locked in the Padres were to the Dodgers. There is something to be said. I mean, we have this converse, we had this conversation during the, the play-in games in the NBA tournament and going into the first round that maybe in game ones of those quarterfinal series, the teams that came out of the play-in tournament might have an advantage over the one seed because they're you know they're they're still in that groove. And and you're going. Th- there is a little something to it. It's not something that you can lean on, but 
as as much as the Dodgers try to keep September relevant and interesting, it's also not an easy thing to do either. Like I I get that, and none of this is intentional. They're not they're, they didn't put themselves in this position to see how the other half lives. But right. what I'm saying is there are ways that you can still capitalize on it. Yeah, there is, and we'll see how much hunger this team has at the end of the year. More importantly to me, Sam, the health of the team, the health of the pitching staff, what goes on now is important, but what goes on September, October, that's when it really matters. So want to see this team healthy and see how they go against the best in the leagues. And those are, are, are two very different things, and it's it's fair to bring them both up, but how how healthy they are and how uh, and how in base, how invested they are like those are two very different things and right now you know right right now if you're right right now if you're Dave Roberts you're treating your roster like somebody who owns a who owns and manages a sports arena would your number one goal is that nobody gets hurt and everything goes fine win or loss exactly. your number one goal is to just get out of there in one piece and that's kind of where where this is at right now and maybe Dave Roberts is getting some sympathy for that Either way, I, I, either way. I mean, you know how I feel about that. It's 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 silly how much how much uh, angst and how much flamethrowing he takes on a regular basis. But it is going to be interesting to see. Not even just you know bef- before we even get to September, you know August and September, how the trade deadline goes. What what they decide to do. What they think. You know, we can hold on to. We can hold off on for a little bit more. Or you know, we have to address this position right now. Pitching is going to be. What one way or another, pitching is going to be at the forefront of that, and they have earned some. They have earned some equity from the standpoint of finding. And I mean, most non-closer relievers are not exactly household names anyway. But they've gone out and found dudes that have resurrected their career with this team. They've built up some equity to think that they can go do that again. That's true, and that's what keeps them doing it because. You know, until they have failure, it's like, hey, we'll just keep doing it. And at least that's going right. Dodgers and White Sox, the rubber match tonight, 8 o'clock here on ESPN Radio 101.7, the team. We'll have that. Last fo- night was a gut wrencher, by the way, Sam. Most most of them are. Last night. <laughs> when they took the lead, I thought, oh, this is good. They're going to win their second straight against the White Sox, and then eh, not so much. Well, and that's what I'm talking about with the bullpen. I mean, they, they did it once with these guys, and you know the hope is that they can do it again, and Alex Vessia was was one of those. Like it, it stinks to see him to see him get his third loss of the season because he was such a, a you know a lot of these guys Alex Vessia, Evan Phillips. I mean, I know Bruce Dargraderol is still working back from some injury stuff, but there were so many of these feel good stories of guys who changed the outlooks of their careers, and mm-hmm. he was one of them. And now he picks up his third loss of the season, and yeah, no, it, it's it, it's as much from the standpoint of you hate to see whether it's regressing back to the mean of what these guys once were or whatever the situation is, you hate to see that you know them not be able to build on the success of last year. No, exactly. But, uh, you know, on the other side, hey, the White Sox uh, played a good game. 